When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi healers, it's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform. And the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. 
As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 50. 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinara. And I'm Taylor. And we are so excited to be here with you once again on this lovely Wednesday. Well, you might be listening to it another day, but our episodes drop every Wednesday. Wait. Wednesday. Oh, I was like, today's not Wednesday. No, but our episodes drop every yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Hello. Um, so how's it going, Taylor? It's going as good as it can go. How's everything with the wedding planning? I know it's we're talking the same. about that. It's, it's the, the same. same. And I can't wait to talk to you today and hope that you're getting married soon so I can just pick <laughs> on you a bit about so, wedding. But you're a role, girlfriend. Are you kidding me? Oh, we me? have a lot to talk about today. You guys are talking about dating anxiety today. Oh, wait, wait, wait. First, let me talk about – so it's supposed (laughs) to be gut health, but then I get a lovely text from Allison, and she's like, let's do dating anxiety. And I was like, something's up. And she goes, (laughs) so I may be talking to someone now. And I was like, okay, we're going to do dating anxiety. So I was like – Sorry if I told you we were doing gut health next week. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, sometimes, you know, that's what happens. And I we've been getting such amazing, you know, feedback just about how you guys love, you know, our, our own personal stories of, right. you know, anxiety and and kind of following our, our life. And that's kind of why I love, you know, the platform is that I can be myself and be real. And so is Taylor. So, um, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about, my, about what's going on in my life and creating anxiety for me lately. And it's been dating. So <laughs> it's going to be, I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. Um, but yeah, no, so everything's going okay. We'll get into that. I just want to always check yeah, up with yeah, you yeah. and see um, wedding stuff's going know, better. If you're planning a wedding right now, just like I said in the last episode, it's just until you get those vendors booked, it's stressful because it's literally you versus every other bride in your city for the same photographer. So it's like who can right. get to it first? Like it's like attack like a like a I don't even know. It's just and then with COVID, it's just, you know. Oh my gosh. No, seriously. It's like one day at a time. One day. Yes. Literally one day at a time. time. Yeah. I don't know what I would rather have be in this COVID time. Like, would I rather be planning a wedding or like dating? Both of them sound terrible right now, honestly. I'm honestly needing to know how you met someone during COVID. Honestly. (gasps) I know you and a lot of people. Um, It's weird. Okay. So let's get into this because I feel like, you know, how do you date during COVID? How do you date like at all? Honestly, I don't know. Like, do you ask him, did you ask him to go get a a COVID test first? Let let me tell you this, you guys, even dating not in COVID is like a game of chess. I mean, if you don't know how to play for me, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I'm just trying to get the king, right? 
Is that what we're doing at chess? Okay. So listen, I when this whole COVID happened thing happened, I obviously everyone was quarantined. Like that dating was the furthest thing from my mind. I mean, right. honestly, everyone was surviving and trying to, you know, make sure their family's healthy and they're healthy and all that stuff. Um, and I will say though, maybe like in April or something, I did go on like two virtual dates. And we had like, um, we had like, we had like wine together over, um, you know, Zoom. Okay, (laughs) wait, how'd those go? It was actually fun. It was like, I mean, I don't really put a lot of pressure on, especially if it's the first couple, you know. And she's like, oh, it's nice meeting someone new. I'm definitely someone who loves meeting new people anyway. So I try not to put too much pressure on it. But um, it was fun. You know, that's kind of what it was, right? Everybody was doing Zoom happy hours and like right, Zoom right, baby right. showers and like all these other Zoom things. So it was kind of like, okay, this is what it is right now. Um, none of them really led anywhere. But, you know, I, I oh, think this is not the same guy. No. no. Okay. Um, so I started like actively kind of going out with some guys only recently, like in person. Yeah. I kind of felt like I was safer again um but you know when it comes to like dating anxiety you know that's not like a clinical term so you know it just kind of throwing it out there as far as what kinds of things and I'm going to talk mostly about what kinds of things that make me anxious when I'm going on dates and so hopefully you guys can relate to some of this stuff um and obviously I'm a female and I'm attracted to men so I'm going to be talking from like that perspective um so you know, hopefully there's some people that can relate to that. But again, I'm going to be talking generally also to anyone that just is any type of relationship because relationships, not even just dating, but any types of relationships definitely are a trigger for me a lot of times. And then we should also probably at the end, we'll touch on if your anxiety is the source of your, uh, I mean, if your relationship is the source of your anxiety, I think that's a big one. I have a personal story with a really good friend of mine that I can share obviously anonymously, but her mental health was so affected in her relationship and getting out of that relationship was the best thing she ever did. We'll get to that at the end. Oh my gosh. But first let's get into Oh my gosh, for sure. The beginning of dating. Yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. So dating. And this will be because that's different than being, you know, in in some type of like long relationship with someone who has it or something. But um so, okay, I don't even know where to start. And I'm going to preface this by saying I am not com- not like super comfortable talking about like myself that much. And you guys might notice this in my Instagram and everything. I try and talk about my life like as much as possible. People like see things that I'm going through. They know, you know, parts about my family. But when it comes to like my love life and dating, it's really uncomfortable. And I'm not sure why. why. I-, I don't know. I think it's like not really what are you uncomfortable. scared of? I think, well, I mean, first of all, he's probably hopefully not listening, um, but I guess he could. I don't know who I'm talking about, but <laughs> um, no, I I think it's just, it's like new territory for me and I'll tell you why. I haven't been in a relationship in about seven years. I'm 40 now, so my last relationship was like when I was 33 or something. Was like it long term? Okay. It was like a little bit over a year. Okay. Um, And so- I, so yeah, so this is kind of like new stuff for me. So again, talking about like anxiety, like this is probably one of the only parts of my life that I feel like my overthinking is 
like consuming me when I am dating and trying to find someone to fall in love with. I mean, and that is because a a lot, so many other parts of my life, I feel like I'm really happy with. And yeah, I I have some bad days. I have days where, you know, um, with my family and, you know, my parents getting older, you know, that's kind of something that really stresses me out. And, but I feel like I can manage a lot of those types of emotions related to that. But when it comes to dating, I just feel like, okay, so especially in the beginning. So you guys, I started seeing this guy about a month or so ago. I've been on like a handful of dates and um, I really do like enjoy hanging out with him, but like there's things that just go through my mind as I'm trying to navigate dating. And so what that means is like the first date. Okay. Oh my God. Going to the first date. Do I want, what if I don't want to kiss him at the end, but he tries to kiss me? Oh my God. Well, what if I do like him? And then, oh my gosh, but you know what? I sat down. Well, this is a, you sit down and you're like, oh my gosh, wow. He's so nice. Okay. Well, he's looking at his phone. Does that mean he doesn't like me? Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of rude. I don't, these are just all the thoughts going through my head on a first date. I'm just talking about the first initial date. Do I look okay? Like I was really enjoyed messaging him on Bumble or whatever the dating apps are, because I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've been on a dating app once or twice. Okay. If you haven't, then hey, you're not really missing anything. You're probably lucky. No, if you haven't, you're in a six-year-plus relationship. Right. Exactly. That's about when it it started. started. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And so just like you know, then there's, you know, you talk, as you, as I text or I message with the guys, um, you know, I feel like so excited to meet some of them. And then I get, you know, we get to the date and it's just like, oh my gosh, what, this is like, not what I thought it was. So there's like so many things that go through my mind, even before a first date, even before I meet this person that just create such anxiety for me. And I, and I feel like it's something that I, I'm not, I I feel like I should be used to, I mean, I'm 40, like, (laughs) I can't believe, and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, guess what? People are still having these types of thoughts, like at, even at probably like 50, 60, 70. I mean, like people are getting divorced and people are losing significant others and, you know, entering the dating pool is like, I don't know. It was like terrifying for me. Um, but you have to like, okay, this is how I see it. So I've been in a relationship for almost seven years, but thinking about you, I see it as what you're doing is exactly what he's doing. So like, he's probably having all those same thoughts that you are. And you're both so worried that like, if you both were just like, hey, let's like not worry about this. <laughs> you know, like how cool would it be if you just sat down and you were like, this sucks. You, me too. Yes. 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 And you, I have, you feel this way too? <laughs> yes. Uh, and I've, I've done that before too. I mean, like when I'm really nervous, I'd be like, oh my gosh, sorry, I'm nervous. You know, I'll even say it. Um, yeah. But there's just something about, okay, here's another thing too. And maybe for people listening and maybe, and you tell me if this was like how it was for you when you met your um, fiance. Being kind of being like vulnerable with someone has always been really hard for me. Yes. Do you know do you know what I mean by like vulnerability? Oh, yes. yes. Like truly putting the wall down and like actually I was like a hard one to let someone in. Like I always had a wall up. Like Me too. he yeah. if it wasn't for him and like his personality, we wouldn't be dating. Cause like he would like like I would ghost him and like talk to other guys. Like I was just like I was the type that 
um, I would say in college, I felt like I getting a bunch of attention made me feel better. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, didn't... I feel like at that age, of course, college, I mean, yeah. like, that's, I feel like that's so natural for. Okay. But here's the thing. He was like the really nice guy. And I was like, oh, he's weird. He's too nice. Oh my gosh. I know. Why? Why, why is like, that? In I college or like when we're younger, we're just like, oh, he's too nice. When like, those are like the best guys. <laughs> Literally, I said he's weird to my mom. I remember like telling my mom about him and I was like, oh no, he's so weird. Like he texts me too much and like, he's too kind. Oh like, my he gosh. Would, Can someone like, please text me too much? <laughs> Be too kind. Hello. I, I would ghost him. It was so sad. Like I ditched him for like my sorority formal and went with this other guy who could probably like care less about me, you know, just like that. But, but that was honestly me, like not wanting to let myself be vulnerable and like not like, cause, cause then when it started to get like real, I was like, whoa, you know, like deflect. Yes. Date someone else. Right. Totally. Well, so yeah. that's, that's exactly it. Like the more vulnerable you are, the more real yeah. things get. And sometimes the reality of things is not, sometimes the reality of things is even when you become vulnerable, that doesn't mean that like either the person's going to run away or the person's going to stay. Right. Like you just still have, you just don't know. And it's but, that like fear of like being vulnerable and then and then like weirding them out or like freaking them out. Right. Right. Or, or like, like worrying if they'll like you for who you really are, because maybe you don't like yourself for who you really are. So you're like, let me be this other person or, but then when you like really get into the relationship after being this like perfect person and you really show like who you really are, it's, you can only like fake it and wear that mask for so long. 100%. You know there's, what I mean? There's no relationship that survives if anyone no. is faking anything in it. No. It's just impossible. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I am probably the most real person. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Like you can tell when I'm telling a lie. Like I just can't do it. I'm horrible <laughs> at it. I am so real. Like even when, even when, because a lot of times, you know, I've talked about how difficult it's been for me to actually verbally express like when I'm sad or when I'm angry or when I'm, you know, worried. And so, Therapy has helped me with that so much. But um, being able to kind of – like I can basically wake up and you know when I'm in, a, in when I'm myself, right? I'm like, you know, this is how I am right now actually being myself. But when I'm sad or worried, like you know, like you know that something's wrong. I might just not say it, but you just yeah. know by my facial expression. So right. I can't really hide things. And so I think that's what's making it so hard for me right now because at this point in – my, I guess, dating scenario with this person, there's things I want to like talk about. Not even like me and him, because it's still so early. It's like, we don't need to have these deep conversations about what we are now. You know, like there's not really like, oh my gosh, tell me it's been like a month, you know, but it's still so scary to just be like, so, you know, where, um, like, what are you looking for or whatever? You know, I feel like it's okay to ask someone like what they're looking for. I don't know why, but that's something for me that is I'm like struggling with. I'm like, I want to ask like that. that but you'll like, scare him? I don't know. I think maybe it's because I won't get the answer I want. But okay. So you fear not getting the answer you want because 
you're actually into this guy and you don't want it to get messed up. Yes, probably. Like you fear him saying like, oh, I don't want to ever get married. I'm just dating. Yeah. And like there's some other stuff too that I feel like, um, you know, fundamentally you just, you know, when you, when you're dating someone, you have fun with it, right? Like it should be fun in the beginning. It should just be like carefree and it has been, it's been great. But, um, I think another thing is, and I don't know, I'll explain to you a little bit just because you're a little bit younger, but as like a 40 year old woman who's single, like in, it's, I don't, not like I don't, I just, I know what I want so clearly that I don't really want to waste my time. I I totally get that. Like, and when you found it, someone who checks all the boxes, then the fear and anxiety is almost worse because you're like, I've dated and I've dated and I've dated and you check the boxes. And now I have that fear of like, you not wanting what I want. Even though you well, check all the boxes. And let me tell you, if you guys are – I will tell you this, though, for anyone listening. If you have boxes that someone needs to check, I need you to, like, just throw that paper out or something because I will honestly tell you, obviously, there's red flags that people yes. should be aware of. But I had a pretty strict box that needed to be checked, a couple of them, years ago. And I've literally worked so hard on – now like just getting taking them off of the list at all and it's so freeing wait wait talk about it so it's like okay so for example maybe like two years ago if you asked me to date a guy with kids i would have been like hell no no way guys with kids no way what but i can't even tell you why that was such a thing for me i don't know do you want kids of your own so i i this is what um you know, this is how I I tell my friends sometimes. Back then I was like, yes, oh my gosh, kids. I need like, I think it was more society being like, you have to have a child. I also talk about this on my Instagram sometimes, but if you guys didn't know, I actually froze my eggs when I was 36. So, whoa. Yeah. So I do, so I do have like eggs frozen, which is cool. Um, But now in this point in my life, you know, that was like four years ago, I know I'm meant to be a mom somehow. If it's not biologically with kids, maybe I'll be a stepmom. Probably would love to be a stepmom. Or you maybe be, I'll adopt. You would be the best stepmom, honestly. <laughs> oh my! You gosh, would be the best so like dear. mom in general. Like you need to mother someone. <laughs> you're so sweet. Oh my gosh. I Yes, I feel like I'm meant to do that at some capacity, yeah. but it might not be my biological child. And I actually am totally okay with that. Yes. So- so that's kind of my answer when someone asks me that. Even like a date, that's what I say to them. Yeah. So um, this guy does have two kids. And, um, you know, that's a whole nother talk about anxiety. Like I'm, this is a whole new realm for me. Like I don't even know when I would feel comfortable even meeting someone as kids because I'm like just I'm such sure. a person that looks at a situation from a kid's perspective and I would never, ever, ever want to yeah. have a bond with them and then not be around anymore. Yeah. So like, I don't even know when that would happen. But um, so, yeah. So anyway, so two years ago, I would have been like, hell no, kids, forget it. And then just over time, again, as you get older, you know, there's just things that you might reevaluate. And I was like, you know what? Actually, men with men that have kids 
they like kids make you grow up pretty fast. And these guys yes. are really mature that I've met. Like the guys well, with kids are so mature and such great, like they love their kids. And it's just like, it's actually like a turn on for me now. I'm like, that's so well, nice. And another thing is so many people, they, how do I say this? They get into a relationship and get married and they get married for all the wrong things only for 20 years later to be like, one of them will wake up. And then you have these single people that are just really good people who yeah. deserve love and those kids deserve love. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. doesn't like you have to think of yourself. Like what if you had two kids mm -hmm. and you left a guy who was for you when you were 18, but not for you when you were 35, you know, but you're a great person. But then a guy checked you off the box because you had kids. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I understand if it's someone who really isn't a kid person, right? Who doesn't want yeah. to have kids, then that's probably not the best scenario. Oh, yeah, but no. <laughs> um, all, all I know is that like the – I feel very fortunate to be living in 2020 and dating. I mean, yes, this whole app stuff is hard. Like it's not how it was. For anyone listening that's like a millennial or – not a millennial, sorry. Like on the cusp of millennial, like I'm basically – on the cusp of it. So anyone that's like 39 listening and over probably remembers, maybe even 35 and older, um, you know, a time without social media, a time when you had to actually pick up a phone and call someone for a date and text wow. wasn't even anything. Um, you literally had, when you went to a bar, you had to get a napkin and a pen and write down your phone number wow. and give it to the person. I mean, and I I feel like those things for me, I like cherish because to me, it just reminds me of such a, such a, um, like a slower or more mindful way of dating. Like it's just a slower process. It's like, I have to go to the bar and get a pen and get a napkin. And then I have to go up to you and I have to actually say, what is your phone number again? And then I have to write down the phone number. I have to make sure I put it in my pocket so I don't lose it because I really want to call her again. I want to, I want to see her again. And I have to make sure that napkin stays in my pocket. Then I have to find my phone when I get home the next day. And then I have to take out my napkin and call her. It's just such Maybe like more a more meaningful? mindful process. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess meaningful. Yeah. So it's so just very immediate these days now. It's, yeah. there's not like a lot of work that goes into it anymore. And like so- Like you could just swipe right on like 10 different women. You just swipe on whatever, on yeah. how many apps now have swipes. You just swipe, you Which slide I'm into sure DMs. Which I'm sure gives a lot of anxiety as well. Like, is he talking well, yeah. to other girls yes. like this? Is he going on dates like this with someone else? Like, how do you know he's not still on the app? Do you know that um, the dating apps actually are created to keep you wanting to use them? Yes. Yes. They're, they're not created to actually... Yep. They're not created so you find someone and marry them because yeah. why would these apps that are making millions of dollars a year want you to actually stop using the app? Of course. I mean, I heard that the motion of just swiping is addictive to the brain or something. Yeah. That's I'm crazy. Sure. I mean, seriously, I'd love to like see the science on that. I'm not even kidding. But yeah, I mean, that's just, it's just ridiculous. So um, what was I talking about? The kid thing? So Anyway, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Was that – so I'm curious with you though because you met – so you met your fiance in college. Yes. 
And did you guys start dating in college and then you've now been together ever since? Yeah. So that a lot. So, okay, here's, here's a funny story. Um, like I said, at first I was like, okay, he's weird. He's way too nice. Like he just didn't, he was just so kind. Like I could literally run over him and I did. I was a bully. I was mean. I ran over him. Poor kid. Um, and yeah, I, I, we started dating. He, you know, he kept at it. He kept trying to talk to me and we started dating back then. I was fearless. I had no anxiety. Uh, I thought I was so cool, you know, typical college freshman girl who thinks she has the world by her hand, right? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. didn't stop going out to the bars. Uh, yeah, was just not nice. Um, but we kept dating. So then when I got anxiety, like he, he stuck through it. He was so kind. I don't know if you find someone who can love you through all you are and like, your lowest of your lows. That's a good person. But I freaked out because after like I started getting better and I started like recovering, I, I completely changed my life. Like who I am now is so different than who I was. And so I had a lot of fear that I met him as someone I wasn't. And so I actually went through a spiral of if I met you as who I am now, who I really am, would I have still started dating you? You know, like I went through this really bad spiral, Right. like yeah. uh, started questioning everything. And I feel like you also start doing that in long term relationships if you have anxiety in general, because it gets really serious. And then like when I, fa- I heard he had a ring, I freaked out. And that's something I want to normalize. It's not all like girls crying and like. You know the proposals you see and you feel like you should feel that way? Like, yes, when he proposed to me, I was like, it was a very happy moment. But like before that, I had a ton of anxiety, like knowing it was happening at some point. And like I would go through, am I ready? Like, is he the one? Like, and and there was no reason for me to ask that. I just did that because I struggle with anxiety. And then you meet these girls who are like, Oh, I just love him so much. Like he was, he's my everything. Like, you know, and I'm just, heck, you should have seen me picking out a wedding dress. I loved it, but then I would re I would question it a million times once I left a place because that's just my personality. And so it's okay to anyone listening who like goes through and questions their husband or their fiance, um, and goes through those ups and downs with it. Especially if you're indecisive. So this is actually, I'm so glad that you started talking about this because this is where I need, I want you, I'm I'm so glad that you are like far into this process and you're getting married because now as someone who's so newly dating, I want you, it's like so validating to hear you say that because all I feel like I'm doing is questioning things Yeah, about anything. And I'm like, does that ever go away? And I feel like, I feel like it does, but like, not always because you can't 1000% say that anything is certain, you know, like you just have to trust it. You just have to like trust the person and trust the relationship, right? Like 100%. And I think you also have to look at yourself as at everything you do in life. Like, are you always certain on everything you do in life or do you always have some questions? So for me, it's like, I always have some questions about something. 
there's always a scenario, even driving, you know, like we have scenarios, what if, what if flying, what if? So it's like, yeah, if we're doing that with everything, no matter who we're dating, we could be dating uh, God and we would still have questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's no, like, for sure. we have to see that like, it's just, it's hard. It's a hard thing I've had to work with myself because I'm telling you the anxiety was heavy before, like knowing we were getting engaged, like there, he is such a good person. Like he's, there's nothing you're one, you're never going to have the perfect person in your no. perfectionist mind. 100%. So, per, uh, so perfectionist yeah. struggle with, um, having this like fairy tale image this is like a real known thing if you read on perfectionist and dating it's like really bad that a lot of perfectionists actually end up divorced because they struggle with how relationships should be like movies i don't know if you've ever read into that in that research yes i mean there is I can't tell you like how and and some of this like as you grow up kind of like goes away the reality of things but like there are some people I know that literally like are in this <clears throat> are in this like fantasy yeah. world in their brain of like the type of life and man and like s- talk about checking boxes of like what they yeah. think is going to bring them this like fairy tale and like unfortunately in our society we grow Instagram, up watching fairy tales. social media. From yeah. A very, from a very early – no, I'm talking about like Disney movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. It starts like when you're a kid. Up, we grow up yeah. watching those types of movies as children. And so like you have this idea of like what you're supposed to do, right? Like I mean that's why I love Frozen honestly because it's about uh, love between sisters, right? It's not about romantic stuff. So right. um, I love it so much. But it's like a different type of love. But – like it's yeah having that and i will tell you like so for about like 10 years of my life in my 20s i was like in love with one of my best guy friends for like 10 years like oh my god he dated people i dated people we had maybe kissed once when we like first met and then like nothing but we had like so much in common we loved the same music we loved like we went to concerts together we had like similar friends we loved the beach and like he knew my family like it was like the most in love like unrequited love like i honestly still to this day even though i've had boyfriends and i've said i love you to them i was in love with this person that i had never even had a relationship with romantically i mean we eventually did actually like hook up um back like maybe like six seven years ago um then he found a girlfriend and now they're married with a baby soon (laughs) so i was like so every time he would break up with a girl though we'd always sort of like gravitate towards each other not even like make out or anything but we just always gravitate we had like we would have deep talks together and like and so it was the weirdest thing it was just i don't even know why i started talking about him but um Oh, in my mind, I know why. Searching for that in my because this is why I said it because in my mind, I was in. I now know that I was in love with the idea of him. Yeah, it was not him. And in that part of my life that I knew him, I was very, very different than I am now. And all of the stuff we used to do together revolved around drinking. It was like 
revolved around like different social things, which was fun. And we definitely have so much in common. I feel like we do have some type of soulmate type of connection somehow because we have such similar personalities and like ideologies. But him as a person would be terrible for me. <laughs> like yeah. I can honestly say that now. Like he is so great for this person. I'm so happy for him. But him and I together would have been terrible. Yeah. So the idea, the idea of him was like, I was attached attaching the idea of this like fantasy in my mind about him and I, and just like, you know, the music that we liked was very romantic music. So I'd listen to that music and I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, I miss him. And, but like, I didn't really, it wasn't really him. It was like this idea of something. Yeah. Wow. And so probably so every date right. since then you've compared to that feeling so you just asked me that, right? Like, am I looking for that? And so the one night that I had hung out with this guy that I'm seeing, we were hanging out like at my place and I just was like, he was like sleeping or whatever. And I just was like on my balcony because it was so nice out. And I just literally like started crying because Aww. I was so, I like missed that other guy, I think, and it wasn't him. It was like, I missed like how we used to come back to, yeah, there was something about like him and I used to like get drunk and then like come back and like listen to music together. And, and we would like, just like talk about life and just listen to our favorite music and all this stuff. And I just think that's what I was expecting was going to happen for some, I don't know. It was so stupid. I, I don't even know what I was thinking. I'm also so new to dating. No, No, but I'm so new to all this now again. I know, but I I totally like, I get what you're saying. Like you just wanted to feel exactly how you used to feel, but you were like hurrying it up on this first date. And then it like, didn't go like that. And so then you were like almost immediately disappointed or like let down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it it, it was like, well, right. So then, so that's why, like, I'm trying to slow my roll. So when I talk about like my anxiety and dating, this was like the second time we hung out or something. I mean, the little like third time. I don't really even know this person yet that well. Right, and it's right. like, I need to just be having fun with it. And I'm looking, yes. you know, I was instead and, of chasing an idea or a feeling. Uh, yeah. And I need to remember yeah. that no, but relationships are not fairy tales either. Like, right. I'm not going to find this perfect person. I'm not going to like, no one is perfect. But right. like, if I, I, I've recognized that if I can get to a point with someone where I feel like safe in my own skin, like I feel mm-hmm. safe with myself, safe with this person who won't pressure me to do anything or be anyone but myself. And like, I can be vulnerable in the sense of like, I'm going to eventually, you know, there's going to be a point where I'm going to be really anxious, right? And I'm going to be like, I need your help or I'm going to need to just be verbal about something. And I just need to not be scared to do it. And that's yeah. where I am in the point of all this is like verbally talking about my emotions in a relationship with a man is so scary to me. Yeah. I think that's really valid though. I think a lot of women feel but that But I just way. like need to do it. Yeah. I, so I, how long, I how many times so. have y'all hung out now? Um, like five. Okay. Does he live close by? Yeah, we or? talk, we talk like every day on text, um, like a half hour away. Yeah. So, I mean, we talk like a lot, but, um, 
which is which is you know really nice like i like that um but yeah so again like it's so new but this right. is like probably the most i've hung out with someone in 7 years so this is like for me is like a huge deal you know like you, someone listening might be like what are you talking about like i'm dating like four guys for the past 3 months <laughs> like what and honestly, like a lot of the like relationship experts I talk to basically say that women should be dating a couple of men at the same time. Really? Yes. And I mean like not exclusively, like for the first oh, okay. like couple weeks, like for yeah, for like a couple weeks or something. They're like, okay. you need to be dating a couple men. Like you need to be exploring and not basically hyper focusing on one because you're just going to think like that's the only possibility you know right um and i don't mean i don't know what they mean but dating looks different for everybody like if you feel comfortable sleeping with people do it if you feel like you want to just like hang out and for a couple weeks with with a couple people then do that it's just not like they don't seem to be like there's like many rules to that it's just like right. you should be seeing a couple people you know to see who fits who do you like so i'm like okay um so then I, I guess know. the I think question to ask yourself is like, do you want to see other people? Well, that's where I am with what's happening in my brain. I want – I don't – I don't really want to, but I don't think it's – I don't think right – I think it's way too soon for any of that. Right. You know what I mean? Like I need to take a breather. <laughs> I need to take a breather. I, I can't just jump into – there's just – it's just too much to jump into one thing. I mean, how well do you really know somebody within a first month or so? I just I just want to have fun. I want to stop overthinking. This is my problem right. with an, the anxiety and dating. I want to stop overthinking about it. I don't want to be thinking about, well, do I want to see other people or not like every single minute of the day? I don't want to think about like while well, I'm falling asleep – oh my gosh, well, he, you know, didn't call me. So I don't know, maybe he doesn't really, he's not that into me, right? And then my brain automatically goes to like, oh, he's totally like ghosting me or he's totally talking to someone else. And then I'll get a Why text from him that like is? an hour later. <laughs> that I have those thoughts? Yeah. Oh, believe me. Let me tell, let me get my case file out with my therapist for the past five five years. Hold on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, no, that's been actually a lot of what I've kind of figured out by myself is it's remember when I told you back, you guys, I think I talked about it in like episode one or three. Remember I talked about how I got bullied in eighth grade? Yes. There's a huge connection because every, the guy, kids that were bullying me were all boys Ooh. and a lot of it was about my looks. Um, a lot of it was just about like. Mostly I just remember my looks, but like thinking that I was like disgust, like talking about me like I was disgusting. And I think for some reason I had this this um, belief in my mind that every single man would feel that way about me. Yeah. Even if wow. it wasn't at first. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just about my looks, that they would find something wrong with me. Yeah. So it's like a belief you have in your head. Yeah. So it's an irrational belief because I – work on loving myself. That's what I'm saying. Do you love yourself first? 100%. Yes. Well, that's all that's all you can that's all you can do. And I think once you do love yourself 100%, 
first. But if you don't, like anyone listening, if you don't love yourself first and you are looking for someone else to like take care of you or like fill that void that you're feeling, um, it won't. No. You're never, you're never going to, you're never going to find that person that is really going to be like your person yeah. that's safe and that's like a healthy relationship if you don't find love for yourself yeah. first. Like yeah. it just – you have to love who you are wholeheartedly before anyone else can. Yeah. So I do though and I really do. I work on it every day. There's days that I don't. Yeah. You know, there's days that I still doubt myself and doubt my choices and – that I feel really sad about, you know, things, but I don't really shame myself anymore. I'll never right. really, I'll always forgive myself and I'll always say, you know, that's okay. You made a mistake if something happens. Um, I'll never, you know, I'll never automatically just think I'm such a bad person just because something happens because I'm not. No. You know? Yeah. So, um. So all of this does tie back to dating and back to love and relationships. I mean, you might not think it does, but it does. Like self-love is literally at the core yeah. of all healthy relationships, like security. You do not want to date someone that's insecure. Someone insecure, someone that's secure with themselves does not want to date like a woman that's insecure and a woman that's secure doesn't want to date a man that's insecure basically. Yeah. So like – you have to, you know, start there. That's what I would say. My fiance literally told me the other day that the most unattractive thing I do is when I like put myself down. He was like that. He was like, it's so unattractive. Just don't do that. Like he hates it. I love him. Can he please join <laughs> our podcast? Really, he's funny. <laughs> he sounds literally amazing. Uh, like I'm I mean, so happy okay, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everyone no, I has know. Their- Everyone has their stuff. <laughs> I know, but I mean, you sound so patient. Like, I feel like yes. patience is – Yes? Okay. Okay, no. But you know sounds- what's funny? What? Do you want to know what's really funny? Is we are polar opposites. So if you keep – Okay, so it kind of goes back to that story you were telling about that guy that you were so much alike and like yeah. – I think you saw yourself in him. Yes. And you were like, okay, he's everything – but sometimes mm-hmm. that guy that you're just like, oh, he's a mess or like – or is like so daring and like just makes you like, what <laughs> is actually like the best fit for you? Yeah. Well, so no. Okay. So so patient – okay. Maybe it sounds like your fiance is very compassionate. Is he a compassionate person? He is. He is. He just – okay. I used to hate that like he didn't have a bad day. But now I like imagine what if we both had – really bad days every day it would be so bad oh my gosh right like it would be so toxic like if we sometimes I'm like oh I wish he had anxiety or like was sad like guys I'm not kidding he never gets sad like we need to test his brain and figure out what we need to pump into ours to like I'm sure he gets sad but he just handles I don't know he just always has a positive attitude yeah which I used to hate I used to be like ugh and now I'm like, really? okay, oh if God. we if we both had negative attitudes, it would be bad. Yeah. No, I think that's such a good attitude. But that's that's one thing that I will say is like, 
I definitely know like I, I need someone that's very compassionate yes, and someone that's very patient. I mean, and someone that doesn't have a lot of anxiety themselves. Like I, yes. there's no way I could See, be with anyone that has I a lot of anxiety. To, oh my gosh. I used to like be in a panic attack and just be like, I wish I was with, there was this one guy I was really good friends with and he had anxiety too. And so we had like really deep talks on it. And like, uh, so I yeah. was like, uh-huh. I like really liked that. And I I liked it for what it was then, but then thinking back to it, we were both wallowing. Yep. It was not going and like it was just comfortable. So then like my fiance now, was now, like, yeah. No, I was gonna say like romantic relationships, I think that is literally the worst combination of anyone yeah. who's struggling. But like friendships, it can be very, you know, healing to be to have a friend. Oh who's yeah, going but I like that. I was like I think I needed relationships. Him. No. Yeah. This was when I was going through all that stuff. Like I can't date oh my like gosh. I needed to like get out of my relationship. I was like, "Oh my gosh, like this I need to be with someone else who's more like me and like who gets my anxiety." And like my fiance always was there for me for every panic attack. I mean, the stuff he did taking me to the hospital, I think at some point if if I was uh, roles reverse, I would have been like, peace out. <laughs> like I was a wreck. <laughs> well, can I tell you how I figured out that this other guy was like totally not for me after 10 years of thinking I was in love with him? We went to a concert together and a concert that we always did of like a guy that we loved and I was driving, so I wasn't drinking. He was a big drinker, and maybe I had like a beer or something. But we got there, and we got like a beer, and then like after the first couple songs, he's like, "I'm gonna go get another one, whatever." And they went back, and the bar was closed already, and he started like freaking out about that. Wasn't even like enjoying the music. I was sitting there like, oh, and this was like after I had been through a lot of my like healing process for years and I was starting to recognize like what's, you know, healing for me and what's not. And, you know, so he started freaking out about that. And then like, he just on, on the way home, like he just would not stop talking. He just was kind of drunk. And I just remember saying to him, like, is it okay if we just don't talk for a little bit and just listen to some of the music? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. And then he still would talk. And I remember dropping him off and being like, oh my gosh, like that was the most annoying car ride I've ever had in my life. Wow. I literally was like, it was like this epiphany. I was like in my mind, I, wow. I said I, to myself, I said, I, this is why I could never be with him. I mean, he has, you know, I, I am not who I was. I just, in that moment I knew I was like, I am not who I was anymore. And I really love who I am now. And I know the type of man that I need and I want. And so it it would be awesome to find someone who as much as I had in common with this person, but I think it's good when you like learn different things from different people. And so I really do. I really, I've, I've come to learn that I'm telling you, like love someone's differences. Yeah. And like how, you know, they can teach you some of the things they like and you can teach them. And then, you know, if you can have fun together doing all of those things, that's like a bonus, but um, relationships aren't being together all the time either. You know, yeah. it's about loving your life where you are and living your life and having your independent life and then feeling an someone- individual. Yeah. Yeah. And loving where you are in your life and having that person be a bonus part of that. Yes. 
right? Like that's where I feel like I am in my life. Like I am so fortunate with where I am and what I've done in my life. And, you know, I'm so happy with just what I've accomplished and my family and my friends that it'd be like such a bonus just to have a man. Right. And so that's what I'm, that's what I'm shooting for. But in the meantime, every single thing I just talked about today goes through my mind like every two seconds for the past three weeks. I'm sure you're not alone though. I'm sure, I'm sure so many people listening to this, uh, and I know you helped so many people like a year ago you were doing your, uh, well, the the love journey stuff. I was. Yeah. And I, and I stopped. Yeah. Because I wasn't like feeling it. Right. And and that's okay. But you, but think about all the people you've helped by sharing this side. Yeah. Maybe I should start that again. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe I'll start that again since I'm like really deep into it now and I'm actually like really being proactive and vulnerable about it this time. Last time when I was doing it, I was like, oh, I want to do it just to hold myself accountable, but I wasn't doing it because I really wanted to. I was just like, I have to do it or I'll never do it. And I still didn't. (laughs) And now I actually want to. Yeah. So. Hi, hopefully this helped any of you guys that are that are going through some struggles um uh, with with dating because I mean oh gosh, I feel like I could talk about dating and anxiety for so long, but um it's very helpful for me for sure. Sometimes you need that just to talk through it. Yeah, exactly. But what were you going to say about the relationships that people Oh, right. Okay. So this is like a completely different side of what we've been talking about. This is like you're in a relationship and say you never struggled with anxiety or a mental health issue before the relationship. And say you're about, you're dating this guy and all of a sudden you're in, you're just having anxiety and you're having like, yeah. So I had this friend and she had never had like she just became a different person, like just panicked and, and come to find out she was dating this guy who was just super toxic and she kept trying to make it work. And once she got out of that relationship, all of her anxiety went away. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like a bunch of, he was so manipulative and narcissistic and just toxic that he caused so much anxiety in her because everything she did was wrong or like he would make her think it's wrong and like every fight would be like thrown back on her he would belittle her he would talk bad about her like in front of people but then he but then he would like love bomb her so like a typical narcissist like he would be like the sweetest guy you know like show up with flowers the next day type of guy yeah so like if you're if you're in a relationship right now and like you're like oh my gosh that's me or like you feel unsafe or like your partner isn't there for you, you can always message Allie or I. Yes. Um, and 100%. if you're struggling with like, what if no one else will ever love me? Or, um, it, it, you know, you feel like you wasted time. Like you're like, oh, well, I've already been with this guy for two years. Like uh, I just feel like I need to keep going. I can't disappoint everyone. Um, your mental health matters more. And you will find someone who will care about your mental health and care yes. about you. Yes. Um, so yeah, please, please reach out. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, you guys, just if you're single, just please try and put yourself out there. Do something outside of your comfort zone. Okay. Like 
don't just go out to dinner and drinks with a guy or a girl. Okay, go. I mean, I know in COVID, it's pretty, that's another thing I was going to say. COVID, it's actually kind of harder now to figure out what to do. You can't really do much. But kind of like the virtual dating first. That's kind of smart. Yeah, the virtual dating is cool. Um, you really get to know someone. Um, I will say it's still kind of nice out here in the northeast of the country. So, you know, hiking is an awesome picnic. I mean, you can go to restaurants, yeah, and go outside, but you can still like go to, I don't know, a driving range or something. Like there's still creative things you can do outside during COVID. Um, but like try and do something outside of your comfort zone. And if you guys are single and you're still struggling with that self-love, do something, do things by yourself. Like make an effort to try something new every single week. You know, that's actually I had this seven-day anxiety healing challenge that I did yeah. this week. It was amazing. And another one is starting December 7th. So pre-enrollment will be starting. Um, Woo. I'll be, yeah, I'll be doing pre-enrollment in like the next week or two. Um, but anyway, the, the first day of the challenge is setting mental health goals. And my goal was to do that, actually. It was to do one new thing every week till the end of October. And you guys might have seen... <laughs> on my stories, uh, that I bought a guitar and I started taking guitar lessons. <laughs> I love it. And it's seriously so fun. I can't wait to practice it after this. I love it so much. Um, I also wanted to go hiking on a trail I've never been on. And I did that with my dog the other day. I want to cook a, a new meal. Um, I want to go out to dinner by myself somewhere and just eat alone. So like, I just think trying to f embrace yourself and like love yourself, do all the things that you would maybe want to do on a date with a guy or a girl and do them by yourself. Yeah. Try it and really like embrace it. And don't worry. Like no one's looking at you. No one freaking cares. You know, I was always so worried that people were like, why is that girl by herself? Like at this restaurant, like no one cares. And if no. anything, you might be like, there might be a guy hanging out too. And you'd be like, oh, hi, or a girl. Uh, hanging out and you're just like start up a conversation you know like, right so get out there and get outside your comfort zone that's my healing tip of the week I love it awesome so how are we? we good on time we good to go all right well you guys this was so great if you have any other questions please contact us like we always say and we love you guys and keep healing and we will talk to y'all next week. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them, all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, it's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Happy healing. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.